Although standing is less efficient, it's just as important to climbing success because you generate a lot more power when you're out of the saddle. And it just looks cooler, too. Hey, podcast listener. You're listening to the Semi-Pro Cycling Podcast, the weekly podcast where we discuss all the issues that cyclists talk about. Whether you're out training, commuting, or just riding around, sit down and listen in, because we're about to begin. I got something to say, man. Yo, welcome to episode 34 of the Semi-Pro Cycling Podcast, where we believe that only a semi-pro cyclist rides for love and not money. If you stick around to the end, I'll fill you in on the quote from the top of the show and let you know who's giving out climbing tips. Hey there, semi-pros. My name is Damien Roos. I'm the founder of Semi-Pro Cycling, home of the Semi-Pro Cyclist. A quick reminder that the show is on iTunes, and if you do get anything from it, I would really appreciate a review on iTunes. Thank you very, 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 very much. All right, so the news. I'm going to switch it up this week and talk about mountain bike news. I'm going to get straight into round one of the Pro XCT Mellow Johnny's Classic. Just quickly, the Pro XCT is the USA Cycling's professional mountain bike cross-country tour. It's going to be over nine races. There is some UCI, Cat 1s and Cat 2s thrown in there, but it started in Texas this week, and the two winners... Beck Henderson and Dan McConnell. Yes, two Australians ripping it up. I'm sure they are both absolutely stoked with these wins. Dan, because he missed out on the Australian national title the week before because what he says were silly mistakes. And Beck, because this is her first outing for the Trek Factory Racing Team. You may remember that I did interview Beck back in episode 14 when she was a semi-pro, but now she's stepped up to the pro ranks along with Dan, and they're both in the Trek Factory Racing Team for this year. So good luck with the Pro XDC season, good luck with the World Cup season, and I hope to be reporting more wins for both of you. Also, Cape Epic is on this month. It's starting on Sunday, March 17, going through until March 24. It's always been an interesting one to follow. It's gaining more and more momentum as the years roll on. And this year is going to be no exception because we have Olympic champ Yaroslav Kulavi, and he's teaming up with Christoph Souza. Super, super team. I'm sure they're going to dominate, but either way, I'll keep you posted. And speaking of stage races, Marion Voss has made her pro MTB debut on the dirt at the Cyprus Sunshine Cup, a three-day Accentia stage. I don't know how to say that, but what was the result of her entering this race? Of course, a win. The nuts and bolts this week. I'm going to discuss indoor training, but I'm going to open it up a little bit more to talk about the possibilities of indoor training. I have discussed this before, especially the potential of linking lonely riders together in sophisticated ways, but now that this technology is becoming a reality, I decided that it was time to speak to someone that's creating this reality, and that person is... Nate Pearson, a co-founder of TrainerRoad.com. I spoke to him about the evolution of indoor training and the future possibilities of events and group workouts. Now, Nate is a triathlete, but I let that slide because TrainerRoad is such a killer product. Here's a quick reminder of what TrainerRoad is. It's structured indoor cycling workouts for competitive cyclists. It started in August 2010. It had a soft launch September 2011, and then it launched proper in December 2011. There's three co-founders here, Nate, Reed, and Chad, putting it together. I'm really impressed with this product. It's 
And I'll tell you the reasons why I like it. Firstly, it's a clever concept. It is so simple in its idea, but it's definitely not easy, and these guys have pulled it off brilliantly. The second, it really takes the thinking, planning, and preparation out of workouts. That is the number one for me, and I'm sure it's the number one for any busy person. Number three is providing virtual power for a more consistent measure of progress. How can you mess with that? There is way more to it, though, because Trainer Road is creating a complete training ecosystem by incorporating and integrating with other training systems that are out there, namely videos such as the Sufferfest. They're really making indoor training the star of the fitness show, and I really see merit in this approach. And if they were to bring all training elements together at some point, Trainer Road would be a competitor in the broader training software tool market. So it's super exciting to watch, and you've really got to watch this space. Nate, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I want to start right off the bat with talking about virtual training because I see indoor training as the meat and potatoes of fitness, especially in the winter or for time-poor athletes. With the advancements in technology comes the opportunity to get more from the experience and the new experiences that are being offered by indoor trainers and software can, in my opinion, make training easier and more efficient. Of course, everything done online is virtual. So, with the aim in some parts to replicate real-world riding and others not so much. So, for an example, is the upcoming kind of controlling resistance, which I think is going to be one of the big advancements to hit the mainstream in the next couple of years, you know, whether that's in an ERG mode or in a real-world video and GPS way. Is replicating real-world riding in virtual reality where indoor training should go? I think there's two parts to it. One is the ERG-based ERG based training where it these electronic trainers lock in a certain amount of watts. So if you set up the trainer to, to do intervals at 300 watts, no matter what your cadence is, you're hitting 300. You're not going too hard. Or you're not going too easy. I think that's the like the pinnacle of, of training, especially indoor training, where if you have the right kind of plan and you know your, your current fitness level and you can get those zones right, that's going to be the most effective time for 80% of your training. For the type of course space, like where the um, resistance changes on the trainer based on like a GPS file or something like that, that's all going to be based on what kind of rider that is. Because, you know, you could be doing an Alpe d'Huez, like a Tour de France course, but if you take the whole thing easy, you're not going to get effective training. Just like if you went outside and just kind of spun around. That being said, there are some, you know, we want to do online racing, online group workouts, getting some race type intervals where you're highly, highly motivated more than you would be on your own, but you're still safe, you know, <laughs> indoors, you're not going to crash in a crit. Um, something like that. I think that's where the future is. The mix of those erg type workouts where you're locking into the correct Watts with some online racing. You can't race every day, you know, you'll get smashed, but that's sprinkled throughout your training plan. So this is your vision for indoor training? Yeah, for sure. Right now we're, we're erg based and we allow people to, if who don't have an erg trainer to lock in their Watts, our, our future vision right now, what we're working on right now is online group workouts where you could be in West Africa and I can be in Reno, Nevada, and we could do a group workout together, both at our own fitness levels, see each other's data and share voice and video at the same time. And after that, we want to move on to online racing where, you know, we have a, a series event in the winter. You can do different events, you know, crits, road races, time trials, that kind of stuff, whatever you like, and have a series and all that kind of fun stuff. I did read about this stuff that you're thinking about as far as gamification is concerned. So meaning the online group workouts and races where every rider is doing the same workout, but the winner is the one who stays closest 
to his or her individually set target. Is that the stuff you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, so that would be the online group workouts because like, let's say we're working out together and your FTP, FTP is just the amount of power you can hold for an hour. It's a good measuring stick for your fitness. Let's say your FTP is 300 and that's very good FTP. Say mine's 200. Where you go into the workout and I would have no way to quote unquote beat you just based on power. But if you have a trainer or just a power meter and you're, you're doing a workout and let's say my target watts are 200 and yours are 300, well, if I concentrate better, and I really nail that and just hit 200 and I'm not being lazy and dropping off and I'm not going harder than what's prescribed that day, we think that person should win that interval. And then um, each interval will have a winner. And then at the end of the day, you have a, quote, winner for that workout. And that's just the person who did it as the workout is prescribed. So we think that's a really fun way to make training more fun without losing the effect, effectiveness of it. How about the online events and things. So Trainer and Road and Sufferfest recently, you put together the tour of Sufferlandria, but there's other, other elements and other types of events like Strava challenges and things. For me, it, it actually blows my mind that these things are even occurring because you couldn't even imagine these probably two or three years ago. What other types of events do you see? Is it going to be linking in with this type of group idea that you have with Trainer Road or, or what else do you think is possible as far as online events? First, the simplest form is like the tour of Sufferlandria where we have over, this kind of Strava does it too, over a certain time period, we'll have a certain amount of workouts that you have to complete. So um, we want to do ones that correspond with the tours, like Tour of California, Tour de France. Um, we can't use those names. Maybe we'll have, you know, seven days in California or something with workouts that would mimic the kind of stress you'd have on the Tour of California without being really hard. So that's independent, asynchronous. Everyone can kind of do that whenever they want at home. That's one level. The next level would be where you'd have a set of guys and, you know, you would all do it together and go through it. And then past that, the events would be, you know, you could race the tour of California. If we know everyone's weight and their power, we know their weight and we know you're, um, we're reading your power from a power meter, like an electronic trainer, then we can use a physics model and have you race. That's going to be exciting. And there's events with that. You know, you can do all sorts of events there. You could even have like a gold sprints nights where you're, you just have a, uh, a tournament what gold sprints are two people go head to head for one minute power. And because you're online, you could do this with, you know, a hundred people and have like a bracket style thing where, you know, everyone's going head to head for a minute and then they kind of watch the winners as it goes through. And with a nice chat room, that could be a really fun event too. I actually really identify with a lot of these ideas that you're coming up with because I am in West Africa. I am isolated being linked to a community, but not just for talking, but also for training as well is something that's really exciting to me. As is the further idea that you have in regards to interaction, which is rolling out private community sections of Trainer Road. Currently, you're doing this for a company called Endurance Nation. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So right now we have, um, we actually have a few, we have, I think, two or three private groups. What a private group is used for is that, uh, well, let me tell you what first Endurance Nation is. Endurance Nation is a a triathlon coaching group. I think they charge $90 a month and you join their website and they have um, a specific training plan that everyone goes through based on your level. And it's a, and it's a big community. So what they've done is they approached us and we, we want to do this anyways, but they've taken those workouts and put them in trainer road, but they wanted to make them private. So what somebody does is they join the endurance nation group and endurance nation handles all that membership. And when they do these workouts show up in their, um, in their ride list and our desktop software, and they can do these workouts indoors at home and uh, no one else can see them on the site. So they're totally private. So, so that's one use case where it's, you know, you're paying a membership someplace else. Another group we have is a coaching group. And um, I think he has, he coaches about 10 clients, 
and he has maybe 10 custom workouts, but this is a private section for him to create his own workouts and have his own clients use those workouts together. Groups are actually a foundation of uh, some of our online group workout stuff that we want to do because I think the the bigger problem with the online group workouts, and that's where we're, we're doing a time-based workout together, is not the implementing that part, but the scheduling and making sure you find the right people that are good for you to do the workout together. So we think the ability to create these private groups on Train to Road where you know I might have a group with eight of my friends and we have a message board and we can communicate, we can all see each other's rides, and then we can then schedule group workouts to work out together. And at some point you're going to open this up as far as anybody can create a group or is it only going to be linked to like a certain coach or someone that's the leader that takes the first step? It'll be uh, anyone can create a group. Okay. That sounds pretty exciting because that really fills the gap between just having a workout on its own, having a training plan just on its own, and then having someone not only guide you through that process, which I am going to talk about coaching in a moment, but having someone guide you through that process and matching up with other riders, that's pretty critical with, if you're riding outdoors, you want to be riding with someone that's your level or just above you. So I guess the same thing applies when you're riding indoors as well. Well, if you're, if you're in a time-based one, that, that wouldn't apply. I could, for instance, our coach is a, um, the coach of Train Road is a master's, a national level master cyclist. His FTP is like 380 or something. He's insane. My FTP is 240. So on the road, he has to be doing a recovery ride to be able to ride with me. But we could do a workout together. Finding the right people, it's more like um, you know someone you enjoy to talk to and you like to see their face. And you know, I don't know if you some cyclists aren't the nicest people. Like you know, they got their little click. <laughs> I don't know if you ever experienced it on the road, but yep. So th- th- that's that's kind of the nice thing. If you're you can meet some friends and you can. If you're working out with friends and you, you know, you're all supposed to do a ride at 7 a.m. on Saturday, if it's scheduled and it's, it's so easy, and even if you're in Africa, that's just so much more motivating for me at least to get on the, the trainer. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And the group element as well, you know, working out with other people, it makes such a difference as far as your motivation just to push that extra little bit harder. And, and that's essentially what you're trying to do every time you jump on the indoor trainer is, is work yourself over. So anything that can help do that, I think, is is an absolute bonus. The part about the group workouts that I'm really looking forward to as well is being able to track live training sessions if you are a coach and you can keep an eye on other people. So there's going to be like live voice data and possibly webcam, is that right? Uh, Yes. So (laughs) kind of giving away all of our secrets here, (laughs) what we're going to do, but I guess it's okay. We're close enough now that... uh won't be giving the competitors any big jump. So yeah, uh, our goals are uh, voice, video, and data. And we've made prototypes already that that do that. And um, for these rides, we're going to have a few different versions. The, the first way you'll see this online with Train Road will be on our website. You'll be able to see rides live and just look at their data and send those people messages as they're riding. Those are people who agree to that. So yes, I want to put my ride live on the site. Um, and then one of the, the ways when you make a group workout that you'll be able to do it is to have a coach based session. So um, this is really pop. When I tell coaches this, they they love it. Imagine so a coach could say, OK, you know what? On Saturday at 8 a.m., we're going to have a all my coach athletes, no matter what their ability, we're going to do a, you know, a, th- a four times 20 minute sweet spot workout. It's going to be really tough. You know, it's it's going to be over two hours on the trainer and we're all going to get together and I'm going to coach all you guys. So you're going to see my voice and video and we're all going to be able to talk and I'm going to look at everyone's data and coach them as we're going through the whole workout. 
So this could be done on a one-on-one basis, or it could be done, you know, a one-to-many. And we're also going to have um, some, you know, that could be one to a thousand too. So there's some events that we want to do like that. Which I don't want to get too far into because we haven't really talked about that yet publicly, but stuff like that. Yeah, totally exciting stuff. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. If we move on to the coaching element, you kind of touched on coaching, or I touched on coaching. I really see with all the benefits that we've kind of gone through so far that Trainer Road is on track to really be a complete coaching replacement, well, at least for the beginner or self-coached athlete. Some of the arguments for this are what Trainer Road offers, such as free training plans and workouts. You can choose workouts based on TSS. You know, it walks through workouts with you. It's cheaper than a coach. Fitness testing is built in to establish FTP. And there's text indicators during intervals that replace a coach telling you something in person. Do you agree or will there always be some room for human coaching? I think um, you kind of said it well before that there's a level of person who is either self-coached and, and, you know, you can be a really good self-coach. There's Craig Alexander is self-coached and he's, he won the Hawaiian Ironman. So self-coaching can't knock that. There's a level of people, though, that um, don't know a lot about this and don't want to spend the time to do all this. And sometimes it's hard to coach yourself. And they might be the people who would want to buy a training plan where our training plans are integrated for free. That's maybe, you know, 80%, 90% of people. That's the kind of people that would benefit from Trainer Road. Uh, On top of that are the people that, you know, that coaching is never going to go away. There's always a need to talk to the athlete, see what they're feeling, um, look at their workout, how they're doing, and change the system, change what's going on based on, you know, what they're saying, what their power output, what their heart rate is, what their cadence is, all that kind of stuff. You can try to program that in. Some people have tried that. I don't think it'll ever, the coaching is kind of, there's an art to it. And just having that person talk to you, that's never going away. So all the tools that we've made to, um, you know, create plans and workouts and stuff, we're rolling out so that coaches can use those same tools to um, interact with people. Trainer Road's placing indoor training front and center. It's pretty clear from anything that you read and and talking to you about it. But what other elements of training, namely outdoor stuff such as volume training, come into it? Is there any plans to incorporate outdoor training into Trainer Road? Yeah, we, we, we definitely want to, especially every time it gets to, you know, March, April, we go, oh, we need an outdoor offering or else these people are going to quit, <laughs> right? Uh, our plan right now is to focus. We have a, a, a very ambitious list of things that we want to do for indoor training. We want to do all those first and then move and create something outstanding for outdoor training. We don't want to stop our indoor stuff and try to create something outstanding for indoor training. And we don't want to go half and half either uh, for outdoor training. We want to go half and half. So we want to go all in on indoor and then move to outdoor. But we definitely think there are some things that haven't been done that we want to do. Those things like, you know, I can't talk about that because we're still pretty far off from that. But we, we definitely want to improve the outdoor offering. And two, um, you know, we're, we're 10 bucks a month U.S. All of our plans, you can do them outdoors. Most all of our workers have instructions for outdoors too, but you just look at it. If you're doing five, 10-minute intervals at threshold with uh, four minutes rest, you can do that outdoors based on heart rate, RPE, or power if you have a power meter. So that's kind of something that gets overlooked by people is they, you know, we have all these plans that are integrated and they, they go outside and then they just kind of go back to the same kind of spinning workouts. And where two at another site, you might pay $120 for a, you know, a nine, 12 week plan. And 
their plan will be probably the same, pretty close to what we have, because there's only so many ways you can increase your fitness cycling. It's a pretty interesting point. I, I see that the people come across the training road a lot because of the convenience and because they're sold on the idea of indoor training. But then a lot of the comments that I read on the other side of that is that a lot of them are staying because of the actual training programs that are in there. So it's this secondary thing that you don't realize you need until you get in there. And it's an even better point that the training programs themselves, the value that you're getting, you can actually use them outdoors as well. How we say it is, or I I try to tell people, I say, we're a system to make you faster on the bike. Um, We're not just a system that puts your numbers on a computer because that's just doing that alone does nothing. You need the coaching aspect, the instructional text while you're working out the plans, the, the workouts that are at the exact right level to raise your fitness. That's the real product that we have. The um, technical aspect of just picking up the ant data and displaying it, you know, it has to be there, but it's not, uh, that's not the product, you know? It's kind of like getting lost in any type of technology or fancy thing that's in front of you. You still, if you want to get better, you still have to sit down and do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask a cheeky question as far as will you ever be moving into the ride analysis space? Like, uh, like starting to incorporate other elements of analyzing training rides, power data, TSS, CTL. Like for outdoor rides? For everything. Yeah, well, um, yes and no. We want to make sure that we do those indoor big things that we want to do first because we think like, you know, um, us trying to do like training peak stuff or Strava stuff right now, that really doesn't put us, you know, if we just try to copy training peaks, you know, they've done so much work already. That doesn't really put us ahead at all. But if we do that online stuff, that will. Um, that being said, our workouts now, when you're, when they're done, it does show your TSS and that kind of stuff. Um, we are going to make it so that you can, you know, do some analysis on your, on your workouts and, and zoom in and select areas so that you get the, uh, the TSS, like the maxes for those little, um, whatever intervals you were doing, although our intervals were already pre-calculated, but there's, there's some situations that you might want to do that performance management chart with like training peaks does. They do that's pretty well. We're going to do some, uh, TSS by week to show some, the, the, our career page right now shows kind of like all your rides and will kind of be like a dashboard of your train road usage. We want to improve that and, uh, make it a little bit more useful, but I don't think anytime soon we'll be like, you know, a full replacement for a site like, uh, Training Peaks or Garmin Connect or, um, or um, Strava or something like that were definitely in addition to. That's the kind of thing that's sort of floating around my head that there's a lot of different options out there and it's all a little clunky as far as bringing them together. So if there was some way in the interim before someone comes out and tries to do everything just to simply link them together with a dashboard or, or <laughs> uh, something... Yeah. Have you been reading our stuff? <laughs> Spent a little bit of time preparing for this. No, we have a, yeah. So uh, I don't want to, you know, it's tough for me to say all of our business plans, but we have something around that, a product that we want to make separate, you know, something by Trainer Road that, uh, that might do something just like that. For me, this is coming from um, a business perspective as well. So um, I do have a friend that has a, a startup for lack of a better word, that, that brings together all of um, your business information into one easy-to-look easy to spreadsheet. So it's all updating live, so you don't have to go and log into every single place that you've got information and then, and then figure out where your business is sitting. So something like that carries over really well to, to cycling, I think. Oh, yeah, we, we agree. Good. 
As far as people reaching you, I assume trainerroad.com is the best place. Is there anywhere else that they can find you? Yeah, it's the best place. Um, you can find us on Facebook also. It's uh, facebook.com slash trainerrd. Someone else took Trainer Road, so it's trainerrd. Um, and on Twitter, we're um, at trainerroad. And you can also, if you want to email us directly, you can email us at support at trainerroad.com. Moving right along to the tech hacks and products section, I know winter is on its way out, and that's why this product may be not as timely for the Northern Hemisphere folks as it is for those in the Southern Hemisphere that will be moving into colder weather soon. But I came across a lifesaver, well, a hand saver. Yes, thank you, Dad, for the joke. But heated bar tape, it's a little pricey at $200 US, but it's a neat package because not only does it look pretty slick, and your style is not going to be compromised on the bike, but it's combining microelectronics with thermal sensors in each wrap. So it's full coverage on the handlebars. You can adjust it to six temperature settings. It doesn't look out of place. It won't look out of place on a winter training bike with mudguards and all the rest of it that compromises you anyway, but you got to put that aside in the winter and just get out and ride. But for those that are now starting to get out and not feeling the love from the cold air, I would check this out. For me, my hands are always the first thing to go. And I've always had to wear super bulky gloves in order to keep them alive during the ride. And that just kills dexterity. So it kills the brake levers. It kills the feel of the bike, in my opinion. You can't even feel the rumble of the road. But having something like this would mean my hands stay warm and fresh, but I could wear some thinner gloves, which is kind of cool. And that quote from the top of the show. Did you guess it? It's Bill Strickland with some climbing tips. I'm not sure if you've checked this out, but it's a interesting video from some time ago with Bill talking about different climbing tips. I would check it out. I got the link in the show notes. It's funny, interesting, and a little educational. Bill Strickland is the editor at large for Bicycling Magazine, and he has been around a while So head on over to YouTube and check out what he has to say. And that is it. So till next week, get on your bike and enjoy the pain cave or the hurt box, whichever one you're into. (laughs) 